bit. I noticed this morning my ribs were sore right there here. What am I sore for? I haven't done anything. But I've been coughing and you know how that can get you. And so you pray that the Lord will just use me and he'll take care of all those things. Turn to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11. I'm going to do the little parts that I'm supposed to do. May not last long. May last a long time. I don't know. We'll leave that in the Lord's hands. And uh, and if you have something you need today, we, we just ask you to mind the Lord. Ecclesiastes in the 11th chapter. Give you a minute to find that one. That's not one you turn to often. So your Bible just don't fall open there. You'll find the book of Psalms. If you keep on flipping, you'll go through the book of Proverbs. And you'll end up in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, beginning in the first verse, says, Cast thy bread upon the water, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow, in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. I'd like to preach on just for a moment, if I could, and the Lord grant us the strength to, uh, the fact that we are uh, to be spreading His Word, that we have a job to do. Uh, this seems to be a message that's just been echoing a little bit in this church uh, for some time. Now, I want you to know I, I, I love each and every one of you, and I believe that our church is a good church. I believe that we have a lot of good things going on and I think we have a lot of potential uh, we, we were talking uh, at, at school the other day we were at a school and we were talking the difference between a teacher who's doing all that they can do and a one who has a lot of potential right and sometimes that one it may not have as much potential but they're doing the very best they can do is doing a whole lot more you know what I mean you might have a star athlete out there who got a lot of potential, but he has no work ethic. And because he's got all this potential, he thinks a lot of himself, but because he doesn't put in the work ethic, his performance is really way down here. As a Christian, I wonder, what do you think your potential is? Well, what do you think that God uh, can do with you? I thought about uh, the message that we heard Sunday uh, as we joined in with that church, and I thought about David, and I thought about that little stone. Now think about it. That stone hit that giant with impact. Yeah. With impact. Now think about this. With, it hit with impact. Uh, how much impact did David think that he could create? Now, he wasn't scared to face that giant. He wasn't afraid to stand up and say, okay, I'll go when nobody else will go. Because he believed that he could have an impact. Yeah. So what do we believe as Christians is our capacity to have an impact on this world. Now the scripture said, if you look at the clouds, 
if you look at the wind and you look at the rain, you may say, and now is not a good time. If I look at the world today, I, I kind of sometimes say to myself, this isn't a world or generation that wants to hear about God. If I, it just in my own eyes, uh, just consider for a moment the world that we live in, I might say, I just don't know about that. I was listening to a, a message, it's many years old, and this preacher was talking about his daughter going soul winning. Now, I don't y'all know that's kind of getting a hold of me, and I don't know, we might have to go soul winning. And all that was is that they went out door to door. They went and met with families. They went into people's homes and asked them to come to church. They didn't try to do nothing amazing. They just went and invited people. And this preacher said, my daughter, she's just got it convicted in her heart that she's going to soul win. And so, like I said, this is several years ago. And, and he said this. He said, uh, she's averaging two people to church every Sunday for the whole year. Amen. Now I thought, whoa, that young lady, she's out working. Yeah. And then I had this thought. I mean, it came into my mind just as fast as he said it out of his mouth. I thought, I wonder how they go over today. Like I said, this was several, several years ago. Back in the probably 60s, 70s is when that message was recorded. And so... I thought, well, what about the world today? But the Bible says you don't worry about whether or not it's going to be received well or not. That's not your job. Your job's to have an impact. He said, cast thy bread upon the waters. Let me just tell you what that means. He said, what in the world is he talking about? Cast your bread upon the waters for thou shalt find it after many days. Well, let me tell you what it means. It means to take the life that God gives you. When he talks about bread, he's talking about life. He said, I am the bread of life. And he gave his life to us that we might live again. He, he willingly just said, break it open and take it and, and, and eat of it. That's what he told them as they sat there in that last supper. Now, and what he says here is, is take your life. Take what God gives you and have some impact with it. Give it to the world. Yeah. Give it to your family. Give it to your people around you. Just give it to them. Don't worry about when you're going to get it back. That's right. yeah. A lot of times we worry about when we're going to get it back. Mm -hmm. Well, if I do this, what am I going to get out of it? If I do this, what? Well, well, I ain't going to... Yeah. Alright, I'm going to preach a minute. I'm not going to give to that because they're, they're just going to waste it away. If all you do is look upon the circumstances and the situations and this world, you'll never give. You'll say it just ain't. It just ain't. They're not going to do any good with it. Uh, they're just not. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna think of every reason why you shouldn't give it. But what he says is, if you'll cast it, it will return. So if you've ever been out to the ocean and you've seen the waves, if you'll throw something out there, if the tide's going out, it's going to take it out. But if you'll wait, the tide will return. Sometimes it will come back quickly, but sometimes it takes some time. God says, you don't worry about that. Don't worry about whether or not what you're going to do is going to have the impact that you think it ought to have. But just give of your life to this world because it needs it. There's a reason today that, that people aren't going so in. And it's not because they won't come. It's not because they won't come. It's because they've decided already that they won't. 
It's because we've decided that these people out here are just too heartened. That they're just too far away. We've decided that. You said, oh, Pastor, I had decided. I still got hope. Did you invite them to church? Did you go by and lend a hand? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Why? We regarded what the world would do. It says, verse 2, give a portion to seven and also to eight. Now, this is very significant because seven is a number in God's Scriptures that over and over you've got seven days in a week. It's a number of completion. In other words, when, it, when you feel like you've given all that you ought to give, give more. Don't stop there. But give seven and give eight. Now I know I ain't going to get a lot of amens. That's okay. That's, that's alright. This, this scripture is a hard scripture. Why? Because it requires something of us. We set aside time for us. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. Yesterday I had work that I had to get done. I knew I had to get it done. But I was going to make sure I got it done before that ball game. Amen. Oh, me. Okay, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I'm just going to preach it anyway, and then y'all can chuck me out the door in a minute. The truth is, is that if we want something, if we desire it, then we'll make a way for it to happen. We'll put into it uh, what we think we need to if it's going to have a benefit to us. I promise you, we ain't missed many meals lately. Amen. Amen. I need to miss a few. I'm just telling you. Amen. But I hadn't had to. Why? Because we take care of ourselves. God says, when are you going to turn around and take what I've blessed you with and what I've given you and give it to others? Verse 3 says, If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. The Scripture says, you can act like all you want to act. You can put on all the fancy faces you want to put on. You can put whatever you want on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can say to me whatever you want to say. But you are what you are. That's right. Amen. Amen. You are what you are. You're not fooling God. You're not fooling man. Just to be honest with you. You may keep it hidden. And you may keep it covered up for a little while, but the Bible says all that will be uncovered. You are what you are. The tree will fall where it falleth. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. I thought many times I have put off things because of the weather. Right? I'm out mowing the rain. Why? What's this? It's raining. Gonna mess my blades up. Gonna get all quiet. It's just gonna make a mess, right? You don't mow in the rain, do you? You could if you wanted to. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We've gotten. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I just want Lord just on us today. We have gotten to be comfortable Christians. That's right. We've just gotten to be comfortable Christians. We're right. we're we're just satisfied. We're just comfortable. The the benches are comfortable and it's easy to come in here to praise the Lord and talk about how good he is and what a great day that's gonna be on the other side. All that's great, but but there's a world out there that's dying, going to hell. Yeah, yeah. And what are we doing? 
As thou knowest not what is in the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. So I'm going to go back to David for just a moment. You know, David had in his heart that God could knock that giant down. He knew that because he had experience with God. Yeah. He, had, uh, he had some experiences with God that he trusted God's ability to do big things. He trusted God's ability to take care of those problems. Yeah. Especially when David knew that David's heart, listen to me, was aligned with God's plan. Amen. Are you hearing me now? David understood that he was standing on the side of right and God's plan was that nobody was going to defile his name. And David knew that. And so David said, if I bring them two things together, what I am and what God's given me, I trust that God's plan will be done. Amen? God was going to knock the giant down because God was going to take care of his people. Because that was God's plan. That was his word. David just aligned himself with it. If we'll just get uh, our plans and things of this world set aside and get our minds lined up with God's plan, yeah. He'll take care of it. The, the yeah. impact, uh, we don't know what that might be. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, as a child growing up, I never saw myself ever uh, pastor in the church. I, that never become a part of my line of thinking. I was a shy, quiet child. I would stand in front of people and talk and and pretty, that's just not going to happen. But God's plan, when I align myself with His plan, I recognize He's done things that I could not do. Uh, he's caused things to happen in my life that I could not cause to happen. And He can do that when you'll align your life with His plan. You don't know how He'll do these things. I don't know how He can take a little rock and cause the right impact but I know that He can. Yeah. Amen. Now, a lot of times what we get upset with, we, we trust in ourselves more than we trust in Him. Mm -hmm. We trust in what we can bring to the table rather than in what He is. And what we'll do is we'll complain about the things that we can't control. Yeah. We'll complain about the weather and all those things that prevent us from doing His plan. Let me just say something to you real quickly right here. Uh, you need to understand, when you complain about the weather, there isn't but one who's in charge of that. That's right. The only one in charge of that, he, he started this work. Now, now we can say it's a fallen creation. It's not as he designed it. All those things are true. But nothing's outside of his hand of control. Right. So what I'm telling you is, is whatever obstacle that you're putting in your way, he has the ability to overcome it. And you can have the impact that he would have you have. That's right. If you'll get your life lined up with his plan. Amen. In the morning, listen now, sow thy seed. And in the evening, withhold not thine hand. Now what that says to me is, is in the morning I got work to do, and in the evening I got work to do. Now, I, I know, I know, I'm preaching to myself. That's hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we really, I mean, we really don't give our lives to God. Not all of it. We retain it. But if we would say, God, I, I'll let you use my life, then you can see the impact that David saw. Yeah. And you can see what God would have to come up. Now listen, everything you touch ain't going to just turn uh, to gold. Everything you touch just ain't going to work like you thought it worked. That's not, that's not for you to worry about. Right. 
He says, don't worry about whether it's going to grow to be uh, healthy or not. Don't worry about uh, whether it's going to form correctly or not. You just go and sow the seed. You just go and give of what you got. God's got uh, many that he's given so much to. Uh, And it's not our place to understand why they have prospered. But I can tell you this. He desires that they give it back to him. So let me ask you this morning, have you given God back what He's given to you? Or are you holding on to it? Because see, if you've been saved, you've been born again, then you have within you the testimony of God. You have within you the experience that He gave you that He didn't give to anybody else. And you can give it away. The book of Luke chapter 6 and 38 I'm going to read one more scripture. And then I'm going to sit down. And they're going to get a verse of song or somebody else is going to do what they feel like they need to do. And then we're going to leave this place. And the question is, is are we, are we the same? When we walk out, as when we come in. Has anything changed? Do we continue to do the same things over and over again? We're approaching a time of Christmas celebration. Yeah. We've been practicing this play and we've had a lot of fun. They've made a whole lot of fun of me and I've made a lot of fun of Jeremy. And it just goes around in a circle. And we've had a good time, but at the heart of the play is, is that for most people, Christmas is empty get a gift and you open it and then it's done. You get a gift and you open it and it's done and there's nothing there. We're going to go through a season and there's a whole lot of people going to get a lot of nothing. Because the Bible tells me every these, all these material things, they're all going to pass away. But there are some people who need a real gift from you. They need a gift of your time of your concern, of your prayers. Mm-hmm. There's some people that you know yes. right now who could use what you have. Because they don't have that peace of mind. They don't have that assurance. We have opportunity to give. Mm-hmm. All it costs you is all it costs you is your time. I promise you. Uh, to give God anything, all you got is what He's already given you. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you this, whatever you give to give away to him, he'll give back. Luke chapter 6, verse 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. So let me just say this. If you never give your life away to anybody else, if you never give of the substance and things that God's given you to anybody else, don't expect Him to give to you. And so what it said was this. He said, up in heaven, we know the Bible tells us, see, His storehouses are full. Right? His blessings are abundant in such a way that we can't ever outgive Him. The Scripture says this. It says, whatever you're taking to measure out to give to others, if I take just a little half cup 
And I'm just going to give Jeremy just a little half cup because I don't want to give him all I got, right? I don't want to just give him all I got. I'm just going to give him a little half cup. God says, with the same measure of cup that I choose, that's what He'll give back to me. Yeah. The same. What I measure out to others is what it'll be measured to me. Somebody said to me that they said, you, you just got to learn to say no. And I, and I it just... Sometimes maybe I do too much. But this is what I know. I will never outgive Him. Amen. And I'm not in it for the getting. He's just given me more than I deserve. You've said it already in your testimonies. I'm so blessed. I'm so overwhelmingly blessed. He's given me more than I could ever, ever repay. Why don't we try? Why don't we try? We got a time, we got a season here. You got an excuse. You got an excuse. You can go out and say, Well, it's Christmas time. I just want to come check on the see I'm going to bring you this pot of soup. I know you've been here long. We have a church member who lost their home, everything burning. I think it's our responsibility. Well, we're going to put that on me. Well, whose is it? We ought to measure out, give. There's a time when this church burnt. And what happened? Somebody measured out? Yeah. Somebody said, here, take my life, my skills. I'm just an electrician. Yeah. But I can I can work on the wiring. Amen. Yeah. You've been given something by God. Yeah. If you just give it back to him, he'll use it. It'll be like that little sling. And that small stone, it won't seem like a whole lot. But what impact will it have? Yeah. What impact will it have? That's right. This morning, what impact are you having for God? I can tell you this, if you're one of His and you've been saved, somebody had impact on you. Amen. Yeah. Right. Somebody had an impact on you. Somebody said something. Somebody done something. Somebody prayed. Somebody did something for you. Right. What impact are you going to have? <clears throat> what impact are we going to have, church? Right. What impact? Well, they say, oh boy, now Mount Moriah just changing the people. They just changing the, the whole community. Something's up. Or will we continue just as we are? What will we do? It's time to have impact. Mm -hmm. I appreciate Mason's Sunday school lesson, those of you that weren't here to hear to hear it. Talking about the stones that we cast. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there thinking about that little stone. You can throw stones and hurt people. Yeah. Or you can have a mighty impact and change lives. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. Stand with us. We'll get a verse of song if you need to do something.